It's Curious City, where we take your questions about Chicago and the region and investigate, report, explore from WBEZ. Regan Burke lives in the Gold Coast, so she used to walk down to Oak Street Beach every morning with her dog Usher to get some exercise and play in the water. That is, until this one day. I was taking my dog to the beach, and a lifeguard came up to me and said, get your dog out of the water. Uh, There's E. coli. That's back when the city used to close beaches, when E. coli levels, showing feces in the water, got too high. In the early 2000s, they really reported that every day. I mean, it was on the regular news, on the Chicago news, but I don't hear it at all now. So that's left Rian with a lot of questions. Like, why don't they close the beaches for E. coli anymore? Can that water really get dogs sick? But most important, just how safe are the beaches for swimming these days? We'll get to those other questions in a minute. But with beach season finally here, that safety issue seems the most pressing. First, it's important to measure the poop because high levels can make swimmers sick usually with a stomach bug. Even days after swimming, you can end up with nausea, diarrhea, a fever, and worse. So when fecal bacteria hits a certain level, the feds say you have to warn people. Last summer, on 9 out of 10 days, at least one Chicago beach was over that mark. And when it hits that level, at least 4% of swimmers are likely to get sick. To check those levels here, teams of researchers head to Chicago beaches every summer morning. They scoop up two water samples at each beach, then bring them to a lab at the University of Illinois at Chicago. I met up with Regan at this lab to meet the scientists. Sam Dorovich, welcome to UIC School of Public Health. Thanks, and this is Regan Burke, our question asker. Hi, Regan. Hello, doctor. Thanks for coming to the lab. Each day, teams under Dorovich and Avalasha, Shreshta, analyze those beach samples. And they're looking for signs of poop. Specifically, they're looking for a bacteria called enterococci. Chicago used to use E. coli. But this one is just as good, and actually faster. Shrestha guides me to the different rooms of the lab. So we filter the samples in one room. We take them to the next room, which is the DNA extraction room. That sounds so scientific. (laughs) Once they get the results, they report them to the Park District. The Park District does some math and puts an average on its website by midday. And then the lifeguards spring into action. They put up either a green flag or a yellow flag. Green means, hey, it's pretty safe to swim. Enterococci levels are lower than 1,000. But yellow means, hey, it's risky to swim. The levels are over 1,000. You might notice I didn't mention red flags. That's because Regan's right. These days, the city will put up red for sewage backups or bad weather, but never for high fecal readings, no matter how high they get. Last year, enterococci levels were 300 times the trigger limit at a beach on Northerly Island, but that beach stayed open with the same old yellow flag. Not even the UIC scientists say this makes sense. EPA tests show that higher levels mean higher risk. So when fecal numbers skyrocket, Dorovich thinks the city could do more than the same old yellow flag. Whether that should be accompanied by closing the beach or just firmer language about if you have underlying health problems, don't go in the water. I think that that would be really important. About a decade ago, Dorovich did a study about how well people understood the flag system. 
And what he found was they kind of didn't. So has their understanding of, say, the yellow flag gotten any better today? I went down to Ohio Street Beach to find out. Do you know what the yellow means? Nope. I do not. That there's a lifeguard around, possibly? Do you know what a yellow flag means? Um, I think air. Nope. Nope. Not a damn clue. Um, how about you, sir? I don't remember, no. So, given this continued confusion, should the city skip the yellow flag? Like, maybe go with brown when fecal levels are super high? I asked Dorvich. Um, I think brown may convey some information pretty graphically. Maybe maybe putting a poop emoji on there as well. But all jokes aside, people seem confused. So how would Dorovich advise swimmers when beaches hit that trigger level of a thousand or more and the yellow flag starts flying? You know, use the beach at your own risk, take precautions, uh, wash hands well before eating, avoid swallowing water. And if somebody has a weakened immune system for some reason or underlying stomach problems, definitely consider whether it's wise to go in the water. Or, even better, pick a safer beach that day. But Shresh just says that beachgoers can also do their part by cleaning up garbage that attracts pooping birds and animals. I've done a lot of cleaning with Alliance for the Great Lakes at Montrose Beach, and people just don't clean up after their dogs. So they just bury the poop in the sand or in, like, paper cups and diapers around and... If people know that, you know, these are the sources of uh, our indicator bacteria getting higher, people should, like, pick up after their dogs. Shreshta actually did her whole dissertation on trying to figure out the ingredients in Chicago's particular fecal cocktail. What she found was in Chicago's beach water, you get a tiny bit of human poop, a little bit of dog poop, especially at a certain dog beach, but mostly... Bird fecal pollution was kind of everywhere. So to Regan's main question about the safety of Chicago beaches, it all depends on the day, the beach, and your health. But what about her other questions? Like, is E. coli a problem for dogs on the beach, too? Well, I heard from Chicago veterinarian Vaishali Joshi, and she says dogs are pretty tough. Still, E. coli can occasionally be a problem for sick dogs, old dogs, or puppies with an infected mom. And finally, why did the city stop closing beaches for high fecal levels? Well, we asked Park District officials about this for weeks, and they had no answer. They did, however, confirm that they have no plans to change course. After Regan learned all this on our visit to the UIC lab, we hung out in the lobby for a second, and she had a couple thoughts. Well, I'm very impressed at the level of testing that they do on the Chicago beaches. But she wishes they'd post the readings for those tests before the middle of the day. And on that whole binary green or yellow thing where feces can be sky high with no change in the flag. That to me is just appalling. The idea that at 1,000 CCEs, there's a health risk. But when it's 300,000 and they don't close the beaches, I mean, how sick are people getting? They must close the beaches when that happens. It's just appalling. Curious City is supported by the Conant Family Foundation. Our audio producer is Jesse Dukes. Our digital producer is Catherine Nagasawa. Our intern is Mackenzie Crossan. 
and Jessica Popovac edited this story. I'm Monica Eng. Hey, Curious Citizens. We've been thinking about the Midwest. I'm from the Midwest. The heartland. You like amber waves of grain? And what makes it so, well, Midwesty? I grew up in the North, where we got a library shaped like an ore boat and cinnamon rolls the size of your head. Our friends at the Newberry Library are working on a whole series of exhibits and events exploring what actually is the Midwest anyway. And as part of that, we're looking for your questions. What do you want to know about Midwestern people, settlement, food? You can go to wbez.org slash Curious City to ask your question. Just use the word Midwest somewhere in the question or email us at CuriousCity at wbez.org. I'm an American aquarium drinker and I assassin down the avenue. Been hiding out in the big city blinking. What was I thinking when I let go of you? So let's forget about the, about the tongue-tied lightning and let some dress just like cross-eyed strangers. Before we start the show, we here at Curious City want to let you in on a little-known fact about WBEZ. 89% of all our funding comes from community support, including contributions from curious listeners like you. If this program has changed how you see Chicago, please consider supporting this program at wbez.org curious. Thank you.